Hello, hello, everyone in the quarantining uh, league. This is our first, well, really second podcast, I guess. The first one kind of sucked, and I apologize for anyone that listened to it, but hopefully second time's a charm. I'm joined by a fellow league mate, uh, more than Wisconsin, Zane. How's it going? Going well. Hopefully this uh, this is better. We can only hope. And we already did this once before, so we're seasoned vets. And let's just jump right into it with our 12th ring team. And actually, before we do that, that I'm jumping the gun. Uh, the breakdown for these rankings are I did my own rankings, Zane did his rankings, and then we have a computer ranking. For my ranking, I kind of broke it down by positions and ranked each team 1 to 12. And then I kind of did my own sort of weird, janky, scaled system. And that's how I got mine. Um, for the computers, we combined a few websites' um, ranks, um, one through 150, and we basically created tiers every 12 picks. So basically, if this was like a snake draft league, like every round was worth a particular um, point, and it kind of devalued as it moved down the list. Um, Zane, for your list, what did you kind of? What was your thought process? Yeah, I. Uh tried to break people up into who I thought was competitive now, who I thought was more uh, rebuilding focused, if there was any teams in the middle, and then uh, I looked at top, uh, top 60 players on each team and top 30 players on each team. So hypothetically, that'd be five people uh, in the top 60 and two and a half people in the top 30. So if you were way above or below that for some reason i thought that was uh worth noting all right fair enough well let's just jump right into it with our 12th ranked team and the 12th ranked team is going to be stefan metz um unfortunately bud this was kind of clear across the board i had you ranked at 12 zane had you ranked at 11 and the computer had you ranked at 12 as well um as we look at your roster i mean it starts off really really strong you have deshaun watson as your qb1 um, for running backs you got aaron jones and derrick henry wide receivers tyree kill and tyler lockett i mean we're starting off great and then we have austin hooper at tight end it's all right john brown how's he going to be with stefan diggs now ronald jones is he going to be the guy this year hollywood brown and teddy bridgewater as your qb2 when we pivot over to the bench um i guess he has a bench um but his top guy, it looks like maybe his Golden Tate coming off the bench. Maybe Robbie Anderson, Tyrell Williams. Um, doesn't have a third quarterback. Doesn't I mean, Latavius Murray, I guess, is his next running back. Um, the Debbie selections, though, are solid overall. Sam Ellinger is the QB from Texas, and he's all right. Devontae Smith is the wide receiver from Alabama, and he looks like he could be a first-round pick next year, so... That'll be some nice reinforcements. Um, nothing to write home for draft picks. Um, it's a team that I think the top end talent is very strong, but it really, really falls off a cliff quickly. And I'm concerned about it contending um, this year and also, I mean, just how the, the future might look for it. What do you think about this one, Zane? Yeah, I think that he is in a position where if he... You know, he's got people on the block, and it's the people you'd hope that he would have on the block, right? Um, Aaron Jones, Derrick Henry would be super valuable on a team like mine or a team that, that is weak at running back. Absolutely. And so if he, um, 
if he can move some guys and, and get some youth, get some picks, um, get more of a vision, I think that I think it'll make sense. Gotcha. So I mean, does that vision? I mean, does it? Does he have to kind of take a step back and rebuild from your perspective? Well, it's that, or you're banking on Marquise Brown, Ronald Jones, and Austin Hooper, right? If those three become viable starters, maybe. Uh, again, he does have uh, does have Devonta Smith, who's going to come in and, and hopefully in the next year or two be be something. Maybe Robbie Anderson on Carolina is is a player. Jay Sternberger looks to be maybe what the the Packers are going to be banking on. But again, it's a lot of question marks that you don't really want to have uh, when you're when you're looking at a starting lineup. No, absolutely not. Um, it's, it's a work in progress and I think Stefan clearly knows that and it'll be interesting to see if there's any moves on the horizon. Um, let's keep it going to number 11 and why don't you take this one, Sam? Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's Dan, it's, uh, Garuk, Garuk, the Slayer. Um, he is is in in some way it's, it's similar. I think his, his, uh, second tier guys. Uh, are better right he's got a starting lineup that's almost complete mm-hmm. or or certainly has guys that 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 work uh Mahomes and uh and Brady uh Minshew uh, Jacobs Gordon I mean there's there, Beckham and Diggs there's enough guys there to make it work I actually had him ranked at eight uh you had him at 11 and the computer had him at 11 uh he, he falls right into the, the norms on on players in the top 60 and players in the top 30. Again, I think we talked about this the first time we recorded this. Is Hunter Renfro starter, starting caliber? Uh, and if he's not, does Nikhil Harry take a step? Does, does Preston Williams, who, who's kind of a darling, does he take a step? He's got a better bench than the last team we looked at. It's still not what we would kind of hope for, and he's missing maybe a couple spots, tight end being one of them. Um, but certainly a, a clear path here to playoffs this year. I don't know if I love this team uh, going forward. Could have a hole at quarterback, could have a hole at, at, at tight end, um, but I think Dan's clever enough uh, enough to figure this out um, and, and, and bring in some pieces that would be good in the short term and, and, and get him through because he does have some young guys that'll, um, that have some high upside. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm curious, as a Packer fan, I mean, Devin Funches, do you think he might maybe fill a wide receiver void that the Packers currently have? I, I don't know. He is a 6'4", 225 guy, and, and we seem to have a plethora of large <laughs> receivers like that. Uh, so I don't know who's going to play the slot. I don't know... Um, you know that that big receiver has never really been uh, kind of like tight end in Green Bay. It's never been something that that's that's been a go-to, uh, especially when you've got um, Adams on the other side. That's going to just hawk balls the whole time. So I, I don't I don't think so. All right. And then I, one other thing, just to touch base on, is in, when you look at his Debbie selections, he has Spencer Rattler, which is the QB from Oklahoma, and Bryce Young, which is the back or he might be the starter, might be the backup quarterback for Alabama. Neither of these guys is going to be eligible for next year's class, so these are probably going to be Dan's two Debbies next year as well. So that'll be something to monitor. He doesn't have any um, 
restocking coming in 2021 from that aspect. So definitely doesn't help in the short term, but long term, those two quarterbacks could be, you know, he could have back to back top five quarterbacks like that are drafted on his team. Um, all right. Um, anything else on Dan's team before we move on, Zane? Nope. I think you're good. All right. Well, let's move on then to the 10th ranked team. And that is going to be uh, King Gabe. Um, I have Gabe checking in at the 10th spot. You have him all the way down at 12. And the computer actually has him up at 7. Uh, when we look at Gabe's team, it's it's an interesting team. Um, he's got Ryan Tannehill at quarterback. His starting running backs are Ezekiel Elliott and Todd Gurley. Um, the wide receivers are Jerry Judy and CeeDee Lamb. The tight end is Mark Andrews. For this flex spots, he's looking at Chris Carson, Henry Ruggs, T.Y. Hilton. Uh, his super flex quarterback is Justin Herbert. When we pivot over to the bench, we see guys like Jordan Love, Damian Williams, Rashad Penny, uh, Sammy Watkins, Larry Fitzgerald, Corey Davis, T. Higgins, Van Jefferson, Will Disley, maybe Adam Trotman. Um, Debbie selections are great. He's got Trevor Lawrence, which at this rate is probably going to be the number one overall pick in rookie drafts next year. And Najee Harris, which is almost certainly going to be a first round pick. Um, this team is, I think Gabe clearly wants to be rebuilding for the future. Um, so it'll be interesting to see if some of these older guys like Tannehill, Elliot, Gurley, and Carson, Hilton, are these guys going to be on the block? Um, or is he maybe going to ride it out and hope Judy and Lamb really takes a step forward, um, you know, immediately? I think clearly this isn't the team that's going to win this year unless, you know, Judy and Lamb are like, AJ Green and Julio Jones all over again but the future looks really bright for this team I think and I think Gabe with some potential moves could really be a fun team down the road yeah the only reason I had him at 12 was that the back end of, of my rankings were the teams that really were focusing on rebuilding uh -huh. this is a team that you know if I had to trade teams with anybody in the league there's good teams, um, but then this team is, is just going to be a fun team over the course of the next few years and has as high a upside if we go out probably three or four years, especially if he can move Gurley, Elliott, uh, Hilton, like you said, maybe Tannehill, to, and we'll talk about some destinations for those people later. But if he, uh, he can go from those elite guys and maybe get a second or third year uh, up and coming kind of a guy, mm -hmm. uh, Terry McLaurin, or uh, you know maybe even like a Dwayne Haskins that has the potential to go, but but is still um, a little further along than these rookies. This team is going to be um, this team is going to be fun fun to own in a couple of years. When you look at someone like Ezekiel Elliott, he's clearly I mean depending on how you slice it, whether you value quarterbacks, maybe a little bit more running backs. I mean, a top five-ish asset in the game right now for our league. Do you think he has to sell Ezekiel Elliott, or can he afford to maybe wait a year or two and hope that Zeke is still that elite guy? Well, Zeke has been, he's been top five three times in the last four years, and the other year he was, depending on PPR standard, he was, he was about 10. So he is top three running back and, and will be for the next few years. Is that, you know, what could you get for, for Zeke? A couple of firsts and a player. You could get, 
certainly some of the rookies that we just saw come out with additional things. I don't know. Rookies have a shelf life that, that make it so that he would be movable, but he's not really that kind of a back. Uh, he's, he's historically very healthy. He is um, on a team that has, has you know, effectively promised him the world. Um, <laughs> and it has a lot of carries, though. It'll be interesting to it see will if he maybe yeah. falls off a cliff next yeah. year, five years from now. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. It, it, I think it's probably a sell. If, if it was my team, I think I would, I would try to move him because you look at the other players three years from now, he could be really good shape at okay. most positions. And certainly the, the bench is set up for it as well. Is Elliot going to be there in three years? Yes. Will he be there in four and five years? Uh, maybe. Right. And, and, and yeah. that's what you want. If you're going to really hit your stride, uh, you want to be doing it in three years and, and not, um, you know, not peaking in three years. And then, um, you know, his values going away fast enough that, that, that how do you fill that? Yeah. Makes sense to me. Um, it's it, like you said, it's a fun team. So I think Gabe, as he showed during the draft and with some of his trades, I think he's, he's going to continue down that path. Um, let's move on then to our ninth ranked team. Yep, ninth, ninth ranked is, uh, Steven, uh, 1745. Nick, you had him at seven. I had him at nine, and the computer had him at ten. Uh, he's got five players in the top sixty, three in the top thirty. So uh, again, right around that that average range. Uh, this is a team that we start to really get into. Three of his positions are are great. Uh, running back is is maybe not so much. Uh, you know, having Tevin Coleman, I don't know, maybe. Uh, Howard in Miami again maybe but in a perfect world those are not your your two starters and that's your third and fourth right but the other positions Adams Evans Godwin that's awfully good uh, Rogers and Cousins is, is more than uh, more than okay especially with uh, with some of the upside on the bench so he has his two firsts uh, next year uh, He's got, he's got some, some players that he could trade, right? If he moved uh, Mike Evans, maybe he could pick up a running back and, and, and then squeeze somebody else in, in a starting lineup there. Um, I think this is a team that maybe the first team that we've seen that is really going to be fighting for a playoff spot, and it's, it's not unrealistic that, that he, with realistically maybe one move, could be... Um, you know, could, could be putting himself in a really good spot. Yeah, I agree. I mean, when you look at the two first, that's great ammunition. And then even on his bench, I mean, he's got Christian Kirk. I mean, we talked about Packers wide receivers. I mean, Alan Lazard is interesting. He clearly gained, like, trust with, from Rodgers, maybe the most after Adams. We'll see if that translates into any, anything. Marlon Mack, I mean, he's not going to be the sexiest guy, but I think he's going to have a role for this team. Um, and then when you look at his Debbie selections, he has Journey Brown, which is the running back from Penn State. He's all right. I mean, Seth Williams, again, all right. Both are eligible next year, and at this point look like maybe fringe first-rounders. So if they blow up, I mean, this could be two really good selections, or they could be really two average selections. Um, 
I'm with you though. This is the first team that I think has a real puncher's chance for the playoffs. Um, all right, let's move on to our eighth ranked team. And you and I disagreed a little bit on this one. We have N Ruth, Nick, Nick Ruth checking in at this spot. I have him at eighth. You have him at the fourth spot and the computer has him all the way down at the ninth spot. Uh, when we look at Nick's team, he has, um, again, a much, as we're going to see as this goes on, like just a full, a fledged out, like starting lineup. He's got Lamar Jackson, Nick Chubb, Mark Ingram, Dandre Hopkins, Julio Jones, Noah Fant, Keena Allen, Tarek Cohen, Jameis Crowder, his love child and Sam Darnold, um, Nick Foles might be the starter, Robert Griffin, um, I mean, Giovanni Bernard, Kareem Hunt should be great, um, Deshaun Jackson, maybe Kenny Stills, Curtis Samuel, uh, Greg Olson. Um, the benches may be lacking a little bit, but the starters are rock solid, assuming, you know, Tarek Cohen, Terry Cohen can bounce back for the Bears, and assuming Mark Ingram can still be like the the rush the rb1 like on that baltimore team and get the bulk of the carries um i know nick loves sam darnold more than anything and this is definitely a prove it year for him um i think if jackson can continue to do what we saw hey it's kaylee cuoco for priceline ready to go to your happy place for a happy price well why didn't you say so just download the priceline app right now and save up to 60 percent on hotels so whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. All last year and Darnold can maybe take a leap. This team should be, you know, fighting for not only the playoffs, but potentially a title. Um... But if that doesn't work out, I mean, the running backs are dicey. I mean, Ingram could be one of those running backs that doesn't have a job in two years. Chubb and Hunt are going to be competing against each other. So in the short term, that's not great. Next year, though, he might have two top 10 running backs. It's a team that's in flux from my position. Um, he doesn't have his first round draft pick either. Um and the Debbie selections, we have Tamari and Terry, who's a good, looks like potentially a first-round pick next year. But then, I mean, DJ Ugalalei, uh, he's going to be the backup for Clemson, and he's not eligible till 2023. I I don't know about you, but I was always just interested in seeing 2023 players picked in a league that only allows two Debbies. I think that's very bold. Um but yeah, it's it's a good team for next year. Long term, though, I, I just wonder how much it's going to have staying power. Yep. He, for me, I had him up at four because I think he is in that contender conversation uh, and then some. You know, he's got maybe as, as, as many as anybody super legit, um, you know, if this was a redraft league starting lineup of, of – Jackson, Chubb, Hopkins, Jones, Keenan Allen. Uh, that is high end, um, and it's it's deep. So it is uh, again probably not a team I would I would trade. You know I wouldn't trade teams with him because he has a, a shorter window than I like to uh, imagine I can I can create. But 
there is, uh, you know, there's a lot of talent there in the short term, and I think he's, uh, I think he's going to be fine. But I agree with you. I'm not a big fan of of drafting a, a. Is he an incoming freshman? He's an incoming freshman. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's that's. Uh, no offense, Nick. That's that's dumb. <laughs> um, I missed it. How many how many um, players does he have in the top thirty? Because you're. Yeah, he's got three, and I don't know, I don't know how that's possible, right? Um, I would have figured four. I assume but... it's Chubb, Jackson, and Hopkins, but Julio must be just outside of the top Same thing with Keenan. thirty, and Keenan Allen must be just outside of the top thirty. Yeah. Uh, okay. I guess very sense. again in redraft, he's probably got five. Um, oh yeah, easily. Yeah, in the top thirty, which is uh, which is sweet. So that's why I think he's got such a such a high end shot. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, let's move on to our seventh ranked guy. Yeah, seventh ranked was uh, actually his brother, um, Trust Doyle Kevin. Uh, you had Kevin at nine. I had Kevin at three. The computer has him at eight. He's got four players in the top 60 and two in the top 30. Um, we talked about this briefly the last time we did this. This is a team, it's a famous Kevin team. It's, it, it is a team that, that I hate. Uh, it's just got players that you wouldn't, you know, Le'Veon Bell, uh, A.J. Green, David Johnson, players that you, you you would not want on your team. But somehow Kevin seems to find these guys every time he has a roster. Uh, but again, those players in a vacuum, in a best-case scenario, give him depth that no one else really has. So Jarvis Landry, Emmanuel Sanders, uh, Daniel Jones, Russell Wilson, he's got enough there that it's a very good starting lineup. And... He does actually have some youth on the bench that, that gives him, um, you know, gives him a, a fighting chance here going forward. Rashad Bateman is a is an awfully good Debbie selection as well. So, um, I actually I hate this team, but I, I I've got him ranked three for uh, uh, for upside for sure. Yeah, I mean, I think when you look at this team, if Le'Veon Bell can be, you know, an RB two. You know, if A.J. Green comes back and gives Kevin anything, I mean, his ceiling still might be a top 10 wide receiver. Um, and David Johnson's a wild card. I mean, this is by far, I think, at least for the, the first, what, six teams that we've done so far, I think the best team overall um, from a win-now perspective. And, I mean, we didn't even mention he's got two on the bench. I mean, that's Tim, Daniel Jones, and Russell Wilson. I mean, that might be a set-and-forget quarterback trio for the next 10 years for Kevin five years um and you touched on Bateman but also I mean Kylan Hill um he's looking like he might be a fringe you know dynasty first round pick next year depending on how things shape up for him um love both those picks and I mean to piggyback or we didn't even mention it but Cook with potential holdout he's got Alexander Mattinson so he's got that situation covered if for whatever reason, Cook would hold out, even though it makes no logical sense per this new CBA that the players somehow signed for someone to do that. But if he does, Kevin doesn't have to worry about that. So, yeah, great in the short term. Long term, it's a little bit dicey, but he's got enough ammo that I don't think it'll be too much of an issue. Yeah, moving on. All right, number six, we are going to Vault Dweller. And when we look at Vault Dweller's team, I had him all the way up at number three. 
you had him down at number 10 and the quarterback and excuse me the computer rankings had him all the way down or in the middle at number six uh, when we look at Volchweller's team at quarterback he's got Carson Wentz um, his two running backs I mean are studly for this year Saquon Barkley and Kenyon Drake wide receivers takes a little bit of a dip he's got Cooper Cup and Tyler Boyd tight end he's got Darren Waller for his flex he's got Deontay Johnson Austin Eckler Devontae Parker his super flex is Josh Allen when we move over to the bench we've got Derek Carr we have I mean Boston Scott Daryl Henderson um D.D. Westbrook Paris Campbell uh, Blake Jarwin's been getting a lot of hype um and then, I mean, the biggest thing to, I think, outside of maybe Barkley to be excited about on this team is his running backs for the Debbie selections. He's got Travis Etienne and Chubba Hubbard. I mean, that might be the top two running backs in next year's class. Um, it doesn't look quite as strong as maybe this year's class, but those, I mean, still, running backs are running backs. And if these are the top two guys, that's going to be a huge advantage for Vault's team. Um, I think this team is... It's, I don't think it's going to be the favorite to win now, but it's got a good foundation for maybe trying to sell off and mortgage the future to win this year or pivoting to maybe take a step back and win for the future. Um, it's got a nice blend of talent, though, that I, I'm a big fan of. Wide receiver is clearly the biggest issue, though. Yeah, if it was me, maybe you move Drake and Eckler, who have the potential to both be hell they could both be five, top five guys this year top 10 guys this year yeah. uh, if you move those two rb needy teams for you know terry mclaurin uh dj chark somewhere in that tier right debo samuel that elevating wide receiver tier he can just plug in uh the two running backs that are coming in next year and all of a sudden he's sitting pretty st- yeah starting next year he's he's uh you know a top five team for the next five years probably yeah i mean he's he's definitely at that fork in the road and maybe it'll be a situation where it depends on how the first month of the season goes maybe he's looking really good and he needs a piece and he mortgages for it or he realizes that nope it's not this year and he takes that step back um but it's it's a really really solid team um it, it, from your perspective zane i'm curious why you had him down all the way at 10 well, um, I think anything? I had him still in that, uh, like you said, rebuild slash middle, right? He's yeah, he's. I, I'm not a fan of the, the receivers that he has. Uh, I, I just think he has the potential to be top five or even top three next year if he plays his cards right, because those two incoming uh, running backs are, you know, potentially as high end as the running backs that were coming in this year. And, you know, imagine if he had uh, J.K. Dobbins and and Jonathan Taylor sitting on this team, right? Then we wouldn't even consider it. It would be a top three team. Uh, that's what it looks like next year if he can get those, um, those wide receivers figured out. All right, fair enough. Let's keep it rolling to the fifth spot. Yeah, fifth spot is WWBD. Uh, this is Sam. You had him at six, I had him at five, computer had him at five. Uh, he had four players in the top 60 and three in the top 30, so still kind of right in that middle range. Uh, he, his team, he almost couldn't screw it up uh, as soon as that initial trade happened, right? He moved up 
without knowing that Christian McCaffrey was going to be there at like seven. And somehow he falls to him. And so now he has Kyler Murray, Christian McCaffrey, and then he ends up with Edwards E. Lair. That's sweet, That's good. right? That's an awfully good first three, um, maybe the best first three that any, uh, any of us would have, would have kind of hoped for or taken. He does have some youth elsewhere, not guys that I like, but uh, guys that are really poised to take steps into that, that upper tier of wide receivers in, in Ridley and Metcalf and Shepard. Uh, Jalen Rager should be, should be awfully good. He has DeAndre Swift, um, and then the bench is uh, the bench is fine. He's got uh, Jamar Chase, which is uh, almost not fair, and and George Pickens. So this he's he doesn't have draft picks, um, but this is probably the first team that we see that could be really good this year, right? Certainly, maybe a playoff team this year, but this is a team that. As long as he doesn't trade away people or people have career-ending injuries, this is a team that the next, you know, one, two, three, four years is pretty well set and is only going to get better when Chase comes in next year, is only going to get better when Pickens comes in the year after. So uh, Sam did very well for himself on this one. Yeah, and I think, I mean, you kind of touch base on it, but I really like the bench too. I mean, he's got Dwayne Haskins, Sonny Michelle, Alshon Jeffrey, uh, Kiki Kuti, McCall Hardman, Brandon Ayuk. I mean, we'll see about OJ Howard. I mean, that's a rock solid blend of like younger talent um, that should have opportunities to, pers- um, you know, excel um, and produce on a fantasy level. Um, so I'm with you. I mean, I think Sam's got a, a nice team for the short term and even long term. Um, and Again, he can kind of maybe is at that fork in the road too if he wants to try to go win now or you know maybe go out for the future and move someone like Philip Rivers or something like that and concede this year. I don't know. He doesn't have his first round next his first round pick next year, so maybe that's unlikely. Um, we and he doesn't have on, a tight end either. I which... was just gonna say we didn't touch on it, but his tight end is atrocious, and this is a tight end premium league, so. Tight ends are always wild cards, but when you're starting Kyle Rudolph, I mean, it could get ugly. Um, if Sam does want to contend, you got to imagine he is trying to fill that void, um, but we'll see how it plays out. Um, all right, so we are up to the fourth-ranked team, and it's your team, Zane, more than Wisconsin. Uh, Zane's team checks in at four. I had you at five. Uh, you had yourself ranked at six, and the computer had your team ranked up at number four. Um, when we look at your team, um, you have Baker Mayfield at quarterback. Your running backs are Jonathan Taylor and Antonio Gibson. And then we have Michael Thomas and G.J. Chark at wide receiver. George Kittle doesn't get much better than that at tight end. Flex spots, we've got Michael Pittman Jr., Denzel Mims, Marvin Jones Jr., and the final super flex spot is Jared Goff. Uh, When we move over to the bench, we've got Drew Locke, Cam Newton if he comes back, Um, Kerryon Johnson, who knows, he might still have a role, John Ross, maybe James Washington. Um, I'm not even going to try to say ESB's name, wide receiver for the Packers, KJ Hamler. Antonio Gandy-Golden, Randall Cobb, Dawson Knox, 
You got two first round picks next year. Um, Max Porgy's been getting some hype in the dynasty community. Might be a first round pick. And Sam Howell, I mean, might be a situation where in 2021, no, 2022, excuse me, um, that he's QB1 and could be the first overall pick. Um, when we look, I mean, wide receiver, quarterbacks, they're solid. I, It's a very polarizing group when you have Mayfield, Goff, and Locke. Um, a year from now, that could be like the top quarterback position group in our league, or it could be three guys that are maybe on the outs of their job. I don't know. Running back, I mean, you in your typical fashion kind of punted that um as we've seen in some of your other leagues wide receiver core i like i mean tight end you've got kittle the debbies are solid i mean they added first that gives you ammo you're a team that i think right now it's difficult to envision winning now unless you get another running back but i think the future set up nicely assuming your quarterbacks pan out yep it's going to be tough um you know, so far the teams that that have that have been um, that we've gone through. This is mine's the first team we had six in the top sixty and four in the top thirty, right? So there was kind of that that jump up above what average would be. But yeah, I, uh, I you have to see a, a running back get added here, and. I, you know, I don't want to sell anybody, right? Which is right. selfishly like, I don't want to get rid of two first. I don't want to get rid of one of these uh, young wide receivers. So maybe I just cross my fingers and hope that uh, on Johnson is not um, on Johnson next year and and just punt uh, on, on some of the season or, or hope that something happens. I don't love this team. Um, usually coming out of uh, startup drafts, you have, a bench that at least resembles players that you like. I don't know how I, how I, this bench ended here because this I, I don't know that I like almost anybody on this bench. But again, the high end guys are there, so it is. Uh, I don't know. Cross your fingers and hope it hope it goes well. Yeah, it's a. I mean, outside of obviously Michael Thomas and George Kittle, I mean that is rock solid as they get in this league. I mean PPR, you know half PPR, I guess, and um, tight end premium league. I mean, those guys are borderline both first-round picks. Um, but after that, it's just it's polarizing. Yep. So I guess I get your apprehension, and I think I like it maybe a little bit more than you do just because I know what you kind of aim to do, and I'm maybe trying to project a, a move or two down the road. But, I mean, as long as Jonathan Taylor lives up to the hype, I think you'll fill that second running back void. And I, I, I kind of like your team, but I'm with you. The bench is pretty dicey. Yeah, I, I think this is a little high for me to be ranked because it's it's almost, I'm, I'm not in the middle, right? It's kind of a focus towards the future, but yep. uh, I don't think it's, I don't know. I, I appreciate me being ranked at four. I don't, I don't know that it should be. So gun to your head do you think you make a trade before the season starts i am trying okay (laughs) i am certainly trying and uh i've put offers out there they they haven't been the best offers so i don't blame the guys for not taking them but uh yes i'm gonna try to get uh something to add into there and and um you know it's gonna be tough starting three rookies two of them being wide receivers like i don't 
I think I have to be realistic that that uh, best case scenario, those guys come out and they are Debo Samuel and, and Terry McLaurin, but there's a much higher likelihood that they are, uh, you know, Paris Campbell. And, and if that's the case, then then I am far from the playoffs and, and may just want to um, not get a running back. So I don't know. We'll see. A lot to do. But moving on, we'll go to up here to number three, which is actually your team. Um, you had yourself at four. I actually had you down at seven. Uh, the computer had you at one. The You had seven players in the top 60 and two players in the top 30. And I think it's it's a pretty, you know, anytime you move back with your first round pick, uh, you take effectively Joe Burrow in the first round of a, of a dynasty startup after you've moved back. The intention is I'm going to end up with a bunch of guys in the top 60, a bunch of guys in the top 100, but not a lot of guys uh, in, the, in the top 30. And I can't argue with it because... I mentioned this when we talked about Gabe's team, right? The idea of which team would you like to have in this league? There's probably three of them. We're going to get to one uh, here in the next couple of, of teams, yours and Gabe's, because you've got a clear vision. You've got a lot of guys, uh, DJ Moore, AJ Brown, um, Joe Burrow. You've got a, uh, Justin Fields uh, coming in next year and, and my maybe favorite uh, Debbie pick in, in Jalen Waddell. So you've got an awful lot of youth. You've got an awful lot of really good youth. Um, rookie running backs that, that always uh, seem to hit or, or in, in at least a higher percentage hit. So I like this team. The only reason I had you at seven was because, again, I, I think you're more in that rebuild mode, but that's blatantly obvious looking at this team. So I, I don't mean that as, as, um, as disrespect, but it is, uh, it's a team that could compete this year uh, if everything goes well, right? If A.J. Brown mm -hmm. does the same thing he did last year and improves on it. If Terry McLaurin does what he did and improves on it. Uh, if those rookie running backs hit. So it is maybe a playoff team and the next five years unless, you know, all hell breaks loose, it's definitely a playoff team and, and arguably more than that. So um, this is you know, for, for, for someone who's trying to uh, go into the startup draft and say, I want the best team two years from now, uh, I think you've got it. Yeah, I mean, that was definitely my goal. I think for me, the spotlight, I mean, you mentioned it, are the wide receivers, Terry McLaren, AJ Brown, and um, DJ Moore. And Kenny Galladay, right? And, and Kenny too. Galladay. But I think those, the first three that I mentioned, they all, I mean, two of them were rookies. The other one was DJ Moore. Um, they had really, really good years. And was that a sign of things to come? Was that their peak? I don't know. Um, a year from now, I could maybe be sitting pretty with those three guys in the top 15 you know, for the next 10 years. Or it could be like, oh, A.J. Brown was a fluke. He, Tannehill sucks. And all those long plays were fluky. And same thing with Terry McLaren. So that's, with my team, I think the biggest X factor is how do those wide receivers kind of develop and if they do, and Joe Burrow lives up to, you know, the first overall pick, and yeah, I, I would feel good about my team, but th that's the wild card, and um, I hope it works out, but we'll see. Yep, yep, I like it, though. All right, well, let's move on to the second team, and uh, Zane, we talked about kind of our rankings, I think, back and forth for 
about a week or so, 10 days maybe, uh, before we ended up recording this. And by far, like, there were a few, like, the bottom teams, we had some consensus. Um, the middle teams, like, we had a huge group of teams that we just could not decide on. But from pretty much right away, the top two teams were decided. Um, and the first one we're going to talk about is going to be Sappelhans, Mr. Steve Appelhans. Um, He was always in that top tier. Um, and it's easy to see why when you look at this team. At quarterback, he's got Dak Prescott. His two running backs are Alvin Kamara and Miles Sanders. His wide receivers, which maybe is his weak point, he's got Amari Cooper and Debo Samuel. Zach Ertz is old, reliable, tight end. His flex are Raheem Mostert, uh, David Montgomery, Robert Woods, and Matt Ryan is his super flex. When we pivot over to the bench, we've got maybe Mitchell Trubisky and Tyrod Taylor manning that third quarterback position. Uh, Matt Breida could be the guy in Miami, we'll see. Uh, Wolf Fuller, Julian Edelman, uh, Jared Cook, Dallas Goddard, Rob Gutkowski, Cole Komet. I mean, he's weirdly got a nice stable of tight ends and in a super fly, or in a tight end premium league that could really pay dividends. And his um, Debbie selections, Brock Purdy is going to be eligible next year, quarterback from Iowa State. He's kind of below like what is looking like could be a very stacked quarterback class with Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, um, Trey Lance. I mean, he could be that fourth guy and it could be a very deep class. Um, and then Rondale Moore, I mean, for a lot of people after his freshman year, I mean, he was the clear cut wide receiver one last year. He was injured and Jamar Chase blew up with Justin Burrow or Joe Burrow. Um, but he's looking like maybe the wide receiver two. Um, so this is another first round talent. Uh, Steve's got all his picks, and that probably won't last long if I know Steve. Um, but right now, I mean, this is a very strong team right now to win. Um, maybe the favorite, if not for the team after, that's going to be coming up next. Um, but also has pieces to pivot maybe um, for the future and kind of reload as things develop. Um, this is a really, really, really strong team. Yep. Yep. Uh, nothing more needs to be said, right? It's... Uh... There are some, you know, if you're picking on him, Mostert, um, if yep. you get playoff Mostert, then he wins the league. If you don't, then, you know, then he's got to go to the bench and grab someone. But he's, he's got he's got enough enough depth to do it. And um, Kamara and Sanders should be good for a long time. And the wide receivers are, are young enough and, and, and good enough that they should be as well. So, um, and he's got a... Prescott and Cooper stack, which is even, um, it's, it's a lot of, uh, I was going to say Big East teams. It's a lot of NFC East <laughs> players here. So hopefully uh, the NFC East uh, is, it has a team that's better than 8-8. Eight and eight. Yeah, um, I mean, I guess the only, we, or another thing to like nitpick and we're nitpicking, he doesn't really have a third quarterback. I mean, we'll see what happens with Trubisky. We'll see if Herbert starts. He might have Tyrod Taylor. That could be a weak spot, whether it's for this year or maybe long-term, depending on how Brock Purdy shapes out. Um, so that's just something to watch. But yep. it's it's a, it's a really nice team. Yep, I would Anything agree. Anything else? Nope, that that's it. And we got one team left, and I will take it. Um, I think we mentioned this even during the draft. Um, we, were, we were giving them crap for it at that time. Frybag, uh, Black Death here. Comes in at number one. Nick, you had him at two. I had him at one. The computer had him at two. He's got six guys in the top 60. 
somehow uh, it only counts one guy in the top 30. I, 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 I disagree. <laughs> but um, Breeze, Stafford, Roethlisberger is, uh, is good for now. And he's got, uh, if I'm remembering correctly, does he have Trey Lance in here? Is that? He does. He has yep. Trey Lance and, unfortunately, Justin Ross. Oh, that's right. Uh, but Trey Lance could come in and, and kind of provide that, um, you know, if he does as well as everybody assumes. And, and the fact that he's playing, um, you know, in, in a, he's in what is that D2? Um, I don't even know. North Dakota. Wherever yeah, North Dakota playing. State. Is, I think it's D2. So th- that means that he should crush people um, yep. the way that Wentz did when he was coming out. But you know, then it gets uh, it gets even better from there, right? Mixon and Fournette, Juju and, and, and Sutton, um, Kelsey, which, uh, sure, maybe Kelsey isn't a long-term play, but he's got Gesicki to back him up, and Kelsey's certainly as, as good as it gets for this year. Allen Robinson, uh, Adam Thielen, it is a loaded team with enough depth, Russell Gage, Darius Slayton, um, Edwards and Claypool, he's still got his first round pick. There is not much that you you could even even pick on here. Uh, it is an awfully good team. It is a team that uh, should be good this year and, and because the receivers are so young, um, it will be able to carry him for for a long time. And, and even though Mixon and Fournette uh, and even Connor to some extent aren't um, you know, are arguing uh, through contracts or maybe on different teams, whoever signs them, they are going to be the guy more than likely. So even though there's a lot of uncertainty at running backs, both of these running backs are entering the last year of their rookie deal and should be, uh, should be good uh, moving forward. So this is a, this is sick team. Yeah. I mean, you're just nitpicking if, the running back it could be an issue. I mean, some of them maybe won't be healthy. Connor and Fournette, that's, that happens. Um, Drew Brees, Ben Roethlisberger getting up there in age, but he's got Trey Lance incoming. He's also got Jalen Hurts, which I know a lot of people loved, but he's backing up one, so who knows? We'll see what happens there. But it's, I mean, I think top to bottom from a starting lineup perspective, there is not a team that's better than this. And he's got, you know, two three four guys on the bench that are very very strong that people would love to have a big ben in their lineup people would like to have um uh mike gasicki in their lineup a darius slayton like he's got those guys that could that are available that he won't be starting um and you know that's the testament of a an elite team and for our money the the best team in the league um i for win now and also just for maybe a dynasty perspective so Anything else as we wind down this second podcast of ranking? Yeah, the the second inaugural. Um, the second inaugural. Yes. No, I think that was uh, I think that was good. It, it, it's going to be it's going to be interesting to see who who's the first team to really uh, decide they're going to sell, and, and at what point does that happen? There's always a benefit. I did it last year in a dynasty league where. I started selling first and was able to gobble up some, you know, some early picks yep. and, and take some of those young players that, that started well and get them before they really ended up being worth more than that. So uh, the, the first couple of sells, I think there's some, uh, some teams that 
that look like they could be um, selling teams, but you never know, right? You can have have some rookies that hit. You can have players that, um, you know, that have been that have been getting better in the off season, and and who knows? We, we may have somebody on this list that that jumps a a, a bunch of spots, and um, you know, it always happens. In. That's right. There's always one team. Um, but all right. Um, thanks. Hopefully this was enjoyable. And, and hopefully the you, audio didn't suck. <laughs> yeah, hopefully there's no echo in Zane talking. Like if you're still ahead. listening, then it must not have sucked. We can only hope. But all right, uh, hope you everyone's staying safe. Enjoy, and maybe we'll do this again now and then. Um, if you disagree with these rankings, well, too bad. <laughs>